With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Gonna be honest, don't really know what I'm doing. He was often a player that I would buy on Football Manager. That's it's already a terrible reason. From Jon Snow, Matt puts Dan's wardrobe to shame. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Look at him, the cat that got the cream. Ian Tyler said it was the worst thing he'd ever seen in his life. Monk, really? He's, what's he, I know Monk. he's manager. What kind of thing is Gary Monk. Five out of ten. I, know, I haven't finished yet. I cannot believe Gabby had Bonner Horse. That's crazy, that's isn't terrible. it? Yeah, we may well have lost listeners early doors again with a long, long-winded intro. Go, shoot. Hello, welcome to the Villa View podcast, episode number 25. I've gone back to naming the episode numbers for some reason because Daniel Rollinson gave us that information prior. So, happy days. We know that's right, and if it's wrong, it's not my fault. You may notice for those watching via the YouTube medium that Tom and I are both in Villa shirts tonight. That's because we're both off to play five-a-side straight after the podcast. Didn't actually realise that we're probably going to be in competing teams in the same league Yeah. on a Thursday night, so it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. I don't think there'll ever be a video on that. I don't think there'll ever be a demand for anyone to watch <laughs> me and you. We should get Rowlandson down to do a, to do a Villa View special. I can't see him coming down from the Midlands to London to watch me and you prance around on a five-a-side pitch, to be honest. And I couldn't blame him. I couldn't no. blame him for that. No. How are you? You all right? Good, thank you. How are you? Well, yeah. we don't usually ask each other how we are. Well, you usually ask me, but I never ask you. And yeah. I, I thought about that earlier. And I was oh, like, did you? It's fairly, you know, it's rude of me, quite frankly. I'm okay, as you know. International break's soon over, so I'm pleased about that. Although, actually, I've quite enjoyed this international break a little bit, mainly because I didn't watch England, although from what I did see of the highlights, they actually looked quite interesting, even though both games were nil-nil. Yeah, we got one question on Twitter saying, what did we think of Loftus-Cheek and a couple of the other players? I didn't watch a minute of it. Good research is normal from, from Tom. It does a football well, po- does a football podcast every week and doesn't watch any football. I do. I watch Villa. Okay, that's probably all you need to watch. Yeah, I don't. To be fair, did you watch the game? You just I, said you didn't. I watched Skip because I watched Italy v Sweden on the first night England were playing on the Friday, and then on the second night England were playing, I watched Republic of Ireland get thunked. Yeah, thunked is that a word? Thunked. No. I'm not sure. Thumped, the same. Thumped. Yeah, hammered. And get thumped by Christian Eriksen and Denmark. Two enjoyable games. I was a bit upset for Ireland because obviously we know a few Irish villains. Obviously we've had some great Irish players play for Villa 
in the past, but I must admit, a little bit inside of me was a bit pleased to see Marcus O'Neill exposed, a complete lack of tactical now and plan B, losing 5-1 in the second leg of a playoff to get it for the World Cup is not good. Well, yeah, I mean, I saw your tweets last night and I don't want to get back into that debate, but I mean, when you go 1-0 up, and they could have gone 2-0 up from, from what I saw from the highlights, you yeah. know, there is that, I, I mean, I don't really think, again, I didn't watch it, so, so you are in a much more privileged position than me, but Surely the the team then should the team are the ones that switch off. I know I, I can't remember how many how quickly the the five goals went in quick succession or not. Whether Martin O'Neill had time to change it or not. They were two one down at half time. Right, and he changed it, but his changes had absolutely no impact on the game whatsoever. Didn't have any creativity in the starting lineup for me, and then they suddenly brought on Houlihan in the second half, who I think always makes them look a better side. But they were just too limited, and obviously Denmark have got one of the best players in the world in Ericsson and he exposed them and what you say is true there was a lot of individual errors but it smacked of him at Villa a little bit to does me it, no plan not, B does... and then people saying that he only used the same the same players all the way through over reliance lack of bringing people through it's, it's smacked of Villa I mean Ireland are in a they're in a decline they're, they're not the strongest team that, that they were maybe four or six years ago do you think not, it smacks a little bit of you continuing this this, this hatred of Martin O'Neill Obviously, I'm going to dress it up in a way that suits my agenda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I um, think that is probably what I'm doing. I told a lie, actually. I did watch a little bit of international football. I was in Switzerland last week, so I, I caught the second half of uh, Northern Ireland. Switzerland, very, very dubious penalty it that was. sent Northern Ireland home. You're a jet setter nowadays. Oh, You're always, always abroad. You know, it's, yeah. it's a busy life. Busy life for me. Hashtag lifestyle. Uh, yeah, so uh, you and I, we're playing a bit of five-a-side tonight. Yeah. With that in mind, I don't know if you guys have been been on social media there's a there's quite a popular pick your best five aside team at the moment so we thought we'd do a little villa inspired one didn't we yeah you've got yours in your head i've got mine on my notes would you not be able to remember it if the notes weren't I, there i would but i just it's like, only five players i five. like i like having notes i've got subs bet no i haven't really i'm gonna have one sub i've got one sub actually uh, security blanket there with your notes <laughs> isn't it it's just a comfort comfort it's just a comfort thing for tom do you know what i like to have them there's there's a bit of news there's a bit of uh, i understand it for the rest of it yeah, but no. surely you don't need it for the five aside i just like putting it in order okay fair you enough well, all right you well, might, well, might forget who the goalkeeper is well, or, yeah. uh, Okay. Now you go first. All right, I'm going to go first then. Uh, starting goal, Peter Schmeichel. Some of the you, best. We should explain the rules here. Is it just any ex-Villa players that you've seen play? Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just okay. going with any ex-Villa players. Okay, fine. But but these it has like... to be ones you've seen play, I presume. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah otherwise, okay. that'd be stupid, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've gone Cap- uh, Peter Schmeichel in goal. Not a good start. <laughs> Peter Schmeichel in, uh, in goal. Some of the best reflexes ever. Huge man mounting. Very very tough to beat one on one as well. Uh, I've gone for my defensive player. I've gone for Gareth Barry. He's going to do the hard He's midfielder. Yeah, but we, you don't really need a defender. I don't think. Oh, you do. You don't need a you don't need a traditional defender. You need somebody that can that bring the ball out. Play Play and move up the pitch if if necessary. So I've gone for Gareth Barry because he's a he's in that middle role. He'll do the work, a lot of stamina, uh, and a good leader as well. We always need one of those. Uh, and then my my the rest of my team is quite a, uh, a an attacking force. I've gone for Ashley Young. You need one trickster in there. You need a guy who's going to be um, creative. He's going to be dynamic, and and nobody gets close. Uh, I've gone for Paul Merson, just a great great player. Um, and then I've gone for Juan Pablo Angel as well. Hardworking, skillful. Um, I think he'll tuck in when Ashley Young uh, gets a bit lazy, you know, stays up a little bit too much. Juan Pablo Angel is going to get back, do the dirty work, and, uh, and yeah, just help out the midfield in that team. I think it's strong. I think it's attacking. It's exciting. That's the most important thing. Have you got a sub? Uh, um, <clears throat> 
Excuse me. I was thinking maybe Paul McGrath in at subs just to bring him on. I don't know whether his knees would be able to handle the. Well, I don't think we're talking 40. about as if he's playing now. Now, no, I know, but even okay. then, yeah, even true. Then. He'd get through. Jim Walker would sort him out. The old Villa physio. Yeah. He always looked after <laughs> God. So he'd be he'd be a good good guy to bring on when you're kind of three one up, four one up, and nursing the lead. It's decent. All right. But, I mean, I've probably overthunk five side. Overthunk is that a word? What's happened to you? I've probably overthought the five side concept. A little bit too much with some I've got two players the same, which isn't good for content. Right. But I have gone for two the same. Okay. So I've gone for a bit of a left field shouting goal. Gone for David James. Right. Okay. So I decided that he was probably the most agile of the goalkeepers we've had in my time. He probably had the best frame and he'd fill the five aside goal. Would he get down quick enough? Yeah, he was quick. Quick reflexes. David James could still play now. But what if he's in his kind of in his in his phase where he's counting everything and he goes a little bit... No, you, know, you need an organiser there as well. I think he was a good organiser, David Jones. Well, he was, but he had a bit of a blip, didn't he? That's too much computer games yeah, at exactly, Liverpool. Yeah. It wasn't. He's past that stage now right, okay. in his 40s. I don't think he probably plays too many computer games anymore. So I think, out of all the keepers, I think he's the one that's most suited to five a side. OK. And I've gone for Paul McGrath defensively, just because he's the best player that Aston Villa have ever had, arguably, and he's someone that you should have in there, in my opinion. So you, I think you need a defender in five-a-side. I think you need a designated defender. So I, Gareth Barry would be the guy that stays back more, mm. but I also like the fact that he's he's calm on the ball, he can control it, he passes the ball really, yeah. really well, and he can see a, see a through ball as well. When Ashley Young's darting That's across... That's true. I can't remember much about McGrath's distribution, but I think it was quite good All right. from what I do remember as a, young, a youngster. Right, go on then, carry on. I've got Gareth Barry as the left central in my five-a-side diamond formation. Yeah. I'm going with all the reasons you went for, and I thought on the left he offers a nice bit of, bit of balance. And I've also got a Merson all right. on the right, because he's a very, very good footballer, probably the best natural footballer I've seen play for Villa, although I think maybe work rate and fitness might be a bit of an issue, which is why I've got my sub on the bench ready to come on and interchange all right. with him. And then the striker, I just went for Dwight York. Because I think again, I think he was the best footballer out of all the strikers that we've had. Right, who's your who's your bench? Milner. Right, okay. when you need a bit of energy, so you someone who's going to gonna run around the pitch, someone who's going to close people down when you're holding onto a lead or when you need the ball back. Just um, bringing you behind the curtain a little bit. Dan was very confident about his five side, and every everyone there, you're just like, mm, Milner, mm, Dwight no, York. You don't I seem wasn't. as confident anymore. I think you've completely made that up. No, I don't you, think I did that you, at you, all. You definitely did. We well, can go well, back. Well, I will go film. back and I'll have a look. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty this way. I'm very confident my team would be your team. Oh, I don't think so. I've got the legs on the bench to bring on Milner and see out, see out the game. Well, I've got the legs on the pitch. I think yours my, is too rigid. I think my striker is a better finisher than your striker. I love Angel, but I think York was the better finisher, more I, complete footballer. I think in a five-a-side setting, Angel's, the, uh, Angel's your man there. No, I've gone. I've gone for the complete footballers. I think in my lineup, I personally think my team would smash yours. Well, not smash, but it would win. I mean, but we'll let the viewers decide. Yeah, there's an the opportunity listeners. for a poll there if Dan Rowlandson wants to yeah, put it up. Put it in, Roller. You guys get your get your five-a-side teams in. We'd love to hear from. Yeah, you. I would like to see some five-a-side teams, but I want some reasons for the players as well, like the reasons we've gave. Yeah, because David James may seem like a silly one. The surface, but when you listen to my reasons, maybe it's a bit more reasonable. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, that's good. I Thank liked you. it. Thought about it. Yeah, yeah. And well, like you, just drafted down the first five players that came into your head. Well, that's not true. No, no. I did, did a lot of research. I had to, I had to go back and watch some old tapes of tapes, tapes of v- Michael v- v- VHS. <laughs> you get your VHS player out. Right. So it is international break. There's not a huge amount to talk about. Not but, since last week. But there is some big news that that came out uh, in the last 24 hours, and uh, exciting news, I think, in in this podcast studio. We're we're both fairly happy with it, aren't we? Keenan Davis. Keenan Davis. Yes, good news. Poor plays happen because he's given us something to talk about. Absolutely. Always 
loads of bonus on the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, Keenan Davis has signed until 2020. Um, young striker signed from Biggleswade Town, the Sticks, famously, uh, in, in the new chant that's going to rip through the whole end pretty <laughs> He's soon. going to rip through the whole end at any point. Uh, he scored two goals this season and has um, has made himself a bit of a, a squad mainstay really not not always starting but but certainly a player that Bruce can rely on and we should see him again against QPR this weekend what do you make of the signing are you happy yeah very happy because there was obviously there was some talk in the press that he wasn't going to sign and to be honest he's been linked with some teams that aren't plausible for me as we've discussed before he's best off staying staying at Villa and continuing his development obviously he signed on so that shows that he thinks thinks the same mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with it. I Very hate- pleased. With it. The three-year contract thing. I've heard people. It's one of the questions that's come in is about the three-year contract. Mm. To me, it makes sensible because you have players that burst on the scene, and then a year or so later, they're in the comfort zone, and they they're not trying as hard. They don't work as hard. They're not not as effective. It's happened with a lot of Villa players in the past when they'd sign a contract, and then they just disappear. Mm. So I think it protects it protects Villa. It depends who was pushing for that. Duration. Mm-hmm. It depends if the club wanted to give him. Maybe the club wanted to give him four or five years. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think it makes sense. It was a bit of a serendipitous signing, wasn't it? Like the the way the way we found. Well, like, oh, it just happened. Well, no, it was a kind of by chance, but with with joy or with with a good good thing. So it's good good for Villa that he came, but but kind of just taking his chance, Kenan Davis, and and really cracking on from there. I mean, he's he's played for the England under 20s as well oh, he's had a time. massive development curve the curve just kept rising and he's done very very well he's yeah. achieved a lot in a short space of time from someone who when he got released from Stevenage must have been thinking I could be finished here but he's a good lesson to footballers that do get released that he's knuckled down he's dropped low, lower down the leagues and, he, and he's been discovered and he's got his reward now because he's probably on a relatively big big money deal I know it's not all about money but he's he's comfortable for the next few years he's playing he's playing for a, a good team Villa, a top championship side. Hopefully, one day he'll be a Premier League player, and that that'll be the acid test if we ever go up. What happens with him? That's a dream come true, isn't it? What you've just said there—it's not about the money, but the fact that you're centre forward for Villa. And Steve Bruce, I think, said the same. Uh, it's been a meteoric rise. Not much more than a year ago, he was playing for Biggleswade, but he's an old-fashioned centre forward. The sort Aston Villa have always been associated with. He's known rejection, and he's come through. He's grasped his opportunity and he's doing everything right at the moment. And that's exactly what you want from a young player, isn't it? Yeah, and it's important that he keeps doing everything that he's done to get this far and doesn't drop off, as I've said, it has happened previously. Yeah. With young footballers and, and young and old Villa players, he needs to make sure he, he doesn't get into a comfort zone. Mm. Now he always needs to try and exceed himself, which is what he's done so far. He's, he's done very well. He won't play He won't play the whole season. Mm-hmm. He, won't have the, he won't have the stamina. I mean, I thought it was quite interesting that they said that when they Villa signed him, they had to get the sports scientists to look at his diet. He wasn't, he wasn't eating right. He wasn't as perhaps bulky yeah. and strong. Wasn't his hold-up play wasn't as good. But his hold-up play now is exceptional. If I think back to when we had Rudy Gasted lumbering around, probably a year ago, he was probably still playing for Villa, yeah. lumbering around. He's someone who's been around yeah, the game. In January, didn't he? Yeah, he's been around the game for a long time at a relatively high level, and his hold-up play was rubbish. Mm. Keenan Davis is very good for someone so young. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the sports science side of it because there's, you, you know, Keenan Davis has got all the physicality, he's got the, the attributes to play, um, and it's just that that quality professionalism that a team like Aston Villa could give you rather than, than Biggleswade or even Stevenage, with all due respect. He'd just have that little bit more time, that little bit more money invested in him and a plan just to... Just to make him the player that he is there was a question as well about whether when we go up if we go up I should say 
I, is, wish, I wish it was when. Yeah, well, true. It, is he going to be one of these players that we can rely on? Obviously, he hasn't scored as many goals as we might have liked. He has made some chances, though, and created some chances for himself. Is that going to come with his development, do you think? Do you see that in him? He'll add, add more goals to his game at some point. He is still a little bit raw, and I think we need to remember that. He isn't the finished article yeah. by a long way, but it, it speaks volumes that he isn't the finished article, and he's come in and had the impact that he has. I mean, the game... A few weeks ago at Preston, he didn't score, but he got, got man of the match. Just because he's not scoring doesn't mean he isn't, isn't contributing because I think he's making other people better and he's creating space for other people. Definitely. I think, I mean, Horahan, Snodgrass, Onoma, they've all popped up with goals while he's been on the pitch and we weren't getting goals from anywhere else other than up front with Codger last season. So I think he's unsettling unsettling defences and creating space for midfield and he occupying defenders from set pieces probably as well, which we've seen obviously seen Chester and Terry. Mm both score recently so he's doing a very very good job just not all centre forwards I mean you think back to Michael Owen for England and Liverpool his favourite strike partner would have been Emil Hesker mm. who wasn't prolific but it was because he creates space to to let him score and do the stuff that he did he did best and Hesky did the stuff that he couldn't do so Davis is bullying and becoming a bit of a battering ram and he's making other people better and making their games more effective absolutely yes yeah, so Davis signs good another Young product, I think uh, Bruce was was excited about bringing bringing the youth through as well, and that's really good. And we've got other players like Callum O'Hare knocking on the door as well, so it's an exciting time yeah, for the for the Villa Youth Academy. The scout who picked him up and brought him to Villa deserves a lot of credit because mm. he saved Villa some money there. Yeah, because we would have probably been, if we didn't have him, we'd have been after a centre forward and of, of his of his ilk of his type. Yeah, if we didn't have Keenan Davis, so that guy does. I don't know who it was. He deserves an enormous amount of credit. Credit and Bruce, to you. Bruce deserves credit for keeping him in the team. I know he kind of had to, had to play that Norwich game because there was no one else because everyone was injured. But he, Bruce didn't have to keep him in. And that's credit to Davis as well because he's made himself Definitely. undroppable from the squad. But Bruce has shown some faith in him and he's been rewarded. Sure. Well, let's go from one one youth guy that we're really excited about to one that we're perhaps not so excited about. Aaron Tishabola returned to, to Villa Park this this week, last week, um, he was on a, lo- a season-long loan at MK Dons, but they cancelled that last week. Uh, Tisha Bowler played 16 games, scored one goal uh, in the EFL Cup. Uh, but got, that many? Yeah, 16, oh. 16 games. I mean, he didn't start 16 games. No, no, I'm surprised yeah. he was involved in that many and they've let him go. Yeah, well, yeah, that's an interesting point, isn't it? He got sent off on the 7th of October against Bradford and only played once after that. What, is, what, what does this mean for Aaron Tishabola? I can't see him getting anywhere near near our team. Mm. If you're being let go from M- MK Dons, if MK Dons are happy to cut the loan short and let you go, it's unlikely you're going to be making an impact for the Villa first team unless you do something very special yeah. in the under-23s. But I think maybe something's gone on with him and Bruce last season because he obviously was very happy to send him out on loan. He didn't really get a chance under Bruce. But again, it maybe comes down... I don't know what's gone on, but it maybe comes down to attitude. He's gone down a, gone down a division and if he'd gone there played really well, made an impact, he would have had a future. Mm-hmm. At Villa, maybe would have, we would have had the option to recall him in January. It's like Davis. Davis has showed some attitude and some application since having having uh, getting knocked down. Tisha Bowler's been knocked down and hasn't doesn't look like he's done enough because the MK Dons fans seem pretty pleased to be rid of him. Yeah, well, it was, it was one of those, I read the statement as well, where it's just like, we thank Aaron for his service and wish him all the best, but that's it. There's, yeah. there's, there's no positives to be gleaned from that. There's no, oh, what a great attitude he showed. We really, really appreciate your time. There just wasn't room at this time. It was just like, thanks, you're gone. We need to know the facts of what's happened, really, before we before we speak about it. We can speculate 
all we like, but it'd be interesting to see the MK Dons manager's press conference tomorrow and Steve Bruce's press conference, if that comes up, what they say on it. I wouldn't imagine it would come up, would it? It might come up in the MK Dons one, but I wouldn't imagine Bruce would speak about it. Well, he's back in the squad, so he's back in... Well, he won't back be in the squad. I know he won't be, but he's back on the premises. Yeah, all he'll say is, oh, Aaron's back with us, MK Dons we'll finished with him. Um, they must have to give, you must want to give... Some, a journalist would push him for an answer of why, I'm sure. I don't know. A we'll good journalist. I mean, you're the trained journalist there. So I am the trained journalist. You tell, you tell me. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's I'm so far down on the list of questions, I imagine, on this week's press conference. You know, we're we're excited to see actual football again. I, I would imagine Aaron Tishabola is not the headline news. Well, you say it's not the headline news, but nothing's happened this week. We're talking about yeah, but it. We're so gonna, it's, it's Villa news, isn't but it? But we're going to talk why about we, QPR. Why, why are we talking about Aaron Tishabola? It's on my notes. I know, well, exactly. So it might be on a, journal, a train journalist notes. Yeah, but this is this is we go deeper here. At the do we? Yeah. Do we? Okay. <laughs> uh, playing QPR Saturday, first game without John Terry this season. Uh, obviously, if you've, if you've missed it, John Terry broke his metatarsal. We'll be out for a, a hefty amount of time we don't know exactly how long but it's going to be a little while how do you feel about Saturday coming up we'll, we'll get onto it a little bit more later but well we're doing we should mention that we'll be recording the preview after we've recorded the podcast I believe the preview would go out after the podcast that yeah. would make sense But so we are going to talk about the QPR game well they both go on Friday won't they yeah in Tom's match day preview debut we'll see how, he, see how he gets on whether we let him on one of those again he's finally been allowed off the leash into other realms of the Villa View. Happy right. about that? Kind of happy. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you don't seem very happy. Well, this is like your final sign <laughs> uh, you, you know, Sometimes they just got chucked on me. Like today, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing a, doing a preview. You know, I'm, I'm a professional. True. I just need to, I need to get on we know it. you're that trained journalist yeah. that can, can <laughs> jump through hoops for us if needed. All right. Pay notice. Get back onto the question. John, John Terry. the question? John Terry. How are you feeling playing QPR without him? Not good. I, sp- I was speaking to a QPR fan earlier, our friend Dean Spencer, not going to the game. This weekend, he was saying the QPR fans were really looking forward to John Terry coming back to give him some stick. Yeah. So John Terry's probably, in a way, a little bit pleased that he's not playing. Nah, he loves that stick. Maybe, yeah. I imagine he would have got pelters, though. He's got the better end of QPR more times than he hasn't, for sure. True, but I was thinking, though, it's another ex-QPR player that's probably going to be playing for him, playing instead of him. No, I say another. It's going to be an ex-QPR player playing instead of him, Samba. Played for QPR, didn't he? It was a big money signing for fifteen million, and then he went back to Russia straight after when they got relegated. Yeah. So, but I heard uh, Miller Yednak on Talk Sport today saying that he was ready to go. Oh, really? He did. Was, was there an interview with him? Yeah. So he oh, spoke to that. spoke to Jim White this morning on on Talk Sport and said, uh, "I'm I'm ready to go. I've been told to told to be ready." And uh, it looks to me like um, Yednak's going to be the option, especially after his hat-trick midweek. I know, what was that um, one about? Yeah, he hasn't scored for Villa yet, but maybe Saturday's the day. He looked like he did not know how to celebrate. Oh, yeah. When he could say he'd never really scored a hat-trick before I in, in his career. I, if I ever score, I don't know what to do with one, let alone three. No. You know. You don't score very often. Yeah. No. We'll, see. Well, we'll see in the league. We'll see in the five-a-side league yeah, if we play true. against each other. Uh, but John Terry, yeah, so so I, I, would, I would be leaning towards Jednak starting rather than... I uh, think Jednak will start if he, if he said that, but I don't think he'll be playing at centre-back. OK. I think Samba will play. Samba's been brought in to be the third-choice centre-half, so if, you're, if your first-choice centre-half gets injured, which has happened, it'd be a bit... Bad in a way, if Samba doesn't play, he wouldn't say much for Christopher Samba. Yeah, but I, I mean, Steve Bruce isn't there to make everybody feel good, is no. he? He's there to pick the best team he can. But you also look back and you think Yednat was ideal to come on against Sheffield Wednesday when Terry went off, and he didn't. It was Samba that's came on. So by that logic, and the fact that Samba came on then, came on after a very, very iffy 10 minutes 
steadied himself and grew into the game and ended up scoring at the end. I'm 99% sure Zambra will start. Yeah, I guess the only thing I would say there is that there's been a couple of weeks in between. Yednak's played a couple more games. He's got a little bit more match fitness. Know, but he's on the other lagged. side of that, he, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's had a I can't very, believe he's very on TalkSport. should be in bed. Yeah, he's, he really should Not be on TalkSport. You're right. So he's had a long long way to travel. It'll be interesting to see. That's the that's what I gleaned from it. But um, but we shall see. What is, what's the biggest thing that, that we miss without Terry? Organisation. And just being in the right place at the right time, he's, he's very good at that. He puts himself in the right positions. He's got a nous and know-how mm. that no, but no other Villa centre-back will have. Maybe Chester will do in another three or four years. Chester puts himself in the right place more often than not. But Terry's just got that all-round nous, and I think he makes players believe in them. I mean, I'm giving you 15 million reasons. There. <laughs> he makes uh, he makes the other pl- other players better as well. He makes them stronger. I think they're more comfortable with him there. I just think he's a big miss psychologically. Mm. I think we we looked all over the place when he, when he first went off. I mean, we didn't look particularly in place when he was on the pitch at the time. We, we had a bad game. Obviously, we had a bad day at the office. But we'll just be a better team with, without John Terry. And he's played so many games that he, know, he knows what to do in certain situations. It's like Whelan, you know, Whelan knowing when to buy a free kick, when to put his foot on the ball. Defensively, John Terry will know the defensive equivalents of that. And it'll be a massive miss because we haven't got anyone as good as him to come in and play there. Yeah, it was very hard to, to hard to replace somebody with John Terry's experience, his, like you say, his know-how, his organisation. Um, and it'll be a massive test for Villa this week, won't it? But like, I mean, QPR haven't haven't had the best start to the season. They're, they're kind of mid, I think they're 17th, aren't they? But I think they're five points or so behind Villa. Um, Ian Holloway loves to beat Villa. Obviously, he couldn't do it last year. But this is a game that he'll be looking at and going, I want to get something. Like, like Dean Spencer, the QPR fan, was saying, QPR want to beat Villa... Maybe more than they want to beat other teams sometimes. Well, QPR have beat the teams that are up near the top mm-hmm. at Loftus Road. They've beat Wolves and Sheffield United so far at Loftus Road. Yeah, they've only lost season. once this season. And then home. they go and get stuffed away from home at Forest 4 0, and Forest haven't been pulling up any trees. Yeah. Excuse the pun. Very good. good. Pun, thank you. Very, have, very they, good. have they this season? So the Championship's a crazy league, and anyone can beat anyone on any given day. And QPR will up the game, as you say. Main worry for me away from home is that I'm going to the game and my away record is horrendous. Is it? Yeah, it's not good at all. Yeah. I've done maybe three or four aways pretty much the whole time I've been going the Villa a season. So, on average. And I've seen us win three times. Wow. That's pretty pathetic. And two of those are in the same season. Yeah. I went, to, a few weeks I went, each to, other. went to the Reading game earlier this season and that was, that was dreadful. It's not boding well, is it? It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Together. What about... Uh, Mrs. Julian's away record. Mrs. Julian, she often goes to Southampton. Does she? Yeah, and and since well, I don't, we don't care about that. Well, I'm asking what's a, what's a Villa record? Her Villa record is is nil. I don't. She never been to a Villa game. I, I don't think so. <sighs> so her son's put mind you, my mum. I don't know. My mum's never shown an ounce of interest in football whatsoever. So my mum is is interested in football. She's yeah. she's um the thing is we we don't live near or we grew up in Cambridge so we don't live anywhere near Birmingham. No. So um, she's been her. her Mum is from Southampton. She's gone down there a fair few times. Takes my little sister, and and they win quite a lot down there. So maybe it's her with the lucky charm rather than Southampton. Hopefully, is Mrs. Julian looking forward to meeting meeting me? She is. We went home this weekend. Yeah. So for those of you new to the podcast, new to the uh, yeah, new to the Villa View, in we general, don't usually just talk about our families. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we do. Um, 
me, Dan, and my mum and dad, and my wife, and my you, dad. you and your dad are, are watching the Villa QPR this Saturday. Um, in restricted view seats. Yeah, as always. Disgrace. £27 for restricted views, not on, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I went home this, splinter. I, w- I went home this weekend, I totally agree with that. Uh, and we talked about it. She's quite excited to meet you. She's, she's keen to let you know her views on white kits. I mean, she's been bored up a, a number of times <laughs> on this podcast. Her disdain for white kits it has been a hot pressing topic she's a very influential woman in my life well so, I'd uh, expect I'd expect her I'd expect her to be she's your mum Tom yeah yeah. so that's why she's so involved has, you got, has your uh, wife been to a Villa game before no there's all kinds of debuts going on yeah going on here isn't there and she's given the green light for uh, Sheffield United at home has she wow around Christmas time oh nice is she going to come as well I think so, yeah. She's getting the bug, Tom. This is what you need. You need to get her involved. Well, she, and then that makes life easier for you. She, she, that's why we started to play golf. Oh. But um, she's uh, she's got the bug. She hasn't been yet. Oh. So that bug might be killed on, on Saturday. To be honest, I've been to some of Villa. I've took Andrew to a few Villa away games. A couple of them nil-nils. Yeah. Not exciting. Andrew's first game was Fulham nil Aston Villa nil Alex McClushy's first game. And it was probably the worst game of football I've ever seen. <laughs> Both teams, absolute dire. Not to dwell too much on... on commenting on my mum again but uh, the last time I got her tickets for an England game she took the Sudoku and did that well she better not be doing that on, uh, <laughs> on Saturday the, I've got a reputation around yeah you do uh, around the Villa fans I can't have that ruined by having a crazy lady doing Sudoku well, she's not crazy <laughs> well, she's, she's doing Sudoku well, it, was, it was so boring that's why you shouldn't have that with you. Why has she even got Sudoku with her? I'd say it's well prepared. She no. wasn't interested in that. I mean, that's the kind of thing I can imagine you doing. Just, <laughs> yeah. getting, just getting out of the Guardian midway through, <laughs> the game, through the game and seeing what's going on in the current affairs. I would say it's better than booing. It's, it's your own silent protest. No, you'll get, I'll tell you what, you'll get beaten up if you pull out the Guardian in the Villa away end. Oh, I've got a reputation now. A little yeah. one, a slight yeah, a one. Very small. I feel there's more on the line for me than there is. Then there is fear. It's fair enough. Uh, should we talk about the BBC for a second? Why? Uh, the BBC released their cost of football oh, yeah, um, update. I think they do it yearly or every every couple of years or whatever. Do you want to know some facts? Go on, then. Uh, Aston Villa. Uh, on season tickets, where do you think we rank? Out of what? Give me some context. The championship. How expensive? The cheapest season ticket. How? how Not well, probably. Where do, where do you think we would rank first to 24th? First being the highest. <laughs> no. Third? Twelfth, mid-table. Twelfth, oh, well done, Villa. Yeah, so uh, £322 is the cheapest. Oh, see, I was going off the price of my season ticket in my head. No. Mine's 520 £530. Big spender. Well, no, it's just that I don't want to lose my whole 10 seats. Yeah, it's fair enough. Um, Birmingham, actually the cheapest, £230. Embarrassing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Embarrassing that they don't feel it. Do you want to know how much um, last year every Villa home goal cost you? Well, not cost you, but cost. It. I don't mind hearing about lasses, but I wouldn't, wouldn't like to hear the year before no, when we, got, when we went bad. down. Oh, was it? Well, well, it depends how much you value a goal. Well, I quite like them to be honest. Nine pounds eighty-five pence a goal. Bargain. Do you think? Yeah. No. We didn't. We didn't see enough goals, quite frankly. At home, that's it. At home, yeah, not good at home. Not, not so bad. Away fans have probably been shortchanged for a number of years. Yeah, until this season. Ginger Luke, another f- away day regulars. You might meet Ginger Luke on the twenty-third if you doing fan cams. If you around for that game. Uh, yeah. Oh, you've met him before, haven't you? Because you played at the game. Yeah. At Villa Park, sorry. And I spoke to him on the phone. I'm having well. a nightmare tonight. You are a bit. Yeah, You're focused on the game, I reckon. Your uh, head's I don't already. I don't really care about the father side that much tonight. I haven't played for months. I'm worried about. I'm worried about the fact I haven't played. Dan told me earlier that that tonight was a trial game. That's for what him. I got. No, not for me. For the team. Oh right. 
One of the guys I'm playing with knows what I'm about. He knows I've got mistakes in me. Uh, speaking of QPR, they're, they're the, their cheapest seats are £30, home seats, obviously. Yeah. Uh, they're the most expensive in the championship. They're a joke. I remember going to watch a game at Loftus Road in the Premier League, and we lost 2-0, which I think Charlie Austin scored twice. And I was on the back row of the upper tier. It cost me 50 quid. My knees were up against the seat. I mean, I'm relatively tall, but I'm not Peter Crouch. No, you're not that tall. And my knees were just up against the seat the whole time. It was a disgrace, and the game was a disgrace. They also have the most expensive cup of tea in the league. Care to guess how much that is? You're not a tea connoisseur, not, are you? No, no, I don't drink tea or coffee. I'm a weirdo. £3.20 for a cup of tea. I don't know how much it is at the Villa to compare. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always expensive. I think about a Bovril's about, about £2.80, so a cup of tea would be about the same price yeah. at the Villa I'm imagining. Well, uh, an average day out of Loftus Road is for, thought to be £48.80, so I hope you're bringing the change. No, no, Mrs Julie's going to treat me. Is she? No, Which one? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yes, I've got this two. <laughs> this two. Obviously, my dad's met you before. I keep dwelling on our school trip that we're taking on, on Saturday. My dad's met you before, so that's less pressure for you. Your yeah. wife's met me before. Yeah. Not sure I've made the best impression. Oh, you were okay. Okay, just your wife. wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she won't be happy with that coming up in the in the in the podcast at no. all. She won't listen. Don't worry. No, we um, yeah, no, it'll okay. be fine. My my mum's excited to meet you. My dad's heard a lot about you. It's an eclectic yeah. mix of people. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, it'll be good. Should we get on to some questions? There isn't that much news. Sorry for the. It's more of a it's more of a jovial podcast, isn't it? Today? It is There's, really. It's chilled out. We'll chilled get out. we'll get back into it next week. We're going to do obviously the QPR reaction, and we've also got the Sunderland game as well on Tuesday. So we'll probably do the podcast after. We then, need to sort of if we're doing fan cams or not after QPR. Okay. We haven't really discussed that, have we? Yeah. Or well, we could get my mum on. What? Mm. Is she any good behind the camera? We could do someone to film it. Uh, no. Well, she can try. No, no, it's fine. We'll, we'll sort fan cams out and let you know via social media on the Villa View where the fan cams is happening on Saturday. Probably be a bit of a wasted opportunity not to do it as we were there. We'd yeah. be a bit silly. That'd be fun. So we'll sort something out. It just relies on one of us going behind the camera, which as we've seen previously, we're not. neither of us are the, are the best at that kind of thing, probably. I don't think I would be. No, I'd be a bit shaky, I reckon. Yeah. I'd be annoyed if we'd lost as well and want to want to speak rather than film. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, let's get into some comments from, from last week. Last week. Um, oh man, Junks One. Yeah. Has actually called me Thomas after you keep referring to me as Thomas. Can Junior. we call him Tommy, please? Tommy. First Tommy. I've been. You can call me what you like. Um, I've been called a lot worse as a former referee. You got called Tom Foolian once on a night out, didn't you? Tom Foolian. Tom Foolian. <laughs> you love it, don't you? Very funny. Um, I asked you. Oh, yeah. I asked last week uh, what Bruce could do to change some Villa fans' minds because there seems to be um, a, a selection of of people that it doesn't seem he could win every game for the rest of the season and and still people want him out before. As Tom year. says, we dig deeper. We do. Dig deep. Yeah, so, so we got a response from Junks1. Um, he says, for a start, he needs to be more attacking. He's had over a year, and you can count on one hand how many times we've actually dominated the game. He seems to have a mindset of not losing the game, and a win is a bonus. I feel like that's changed this season. It's been you? better. It's been be- definitely been better this season than last season, which our league position probably tells you that it's been better. Yeah. But there still is the odd game where you think, why don't we go for it a little bit more? But I'm sure there's reasons behind it. I'm sure things go on behind the scenes at professional football clubs that we don't understand or don't don't know about. We've taken. I, I feel like we've taken opportunities now, like with the Snodgrass signing, um, with I mean Adoma's bigger role. Uh, now you've got Jack Grealish coming back, Onoma signing instead of Jack Grealish. I, I feel like Bruce took opportunities to make the side more attacking. He hasn't got a cut. One of the main things is he's obviously got a twenty goal a season striker in Codger. 
arguably he's probably maybe thought Hogan could be a 15 to 20 goal a season man as well because he's done it previously in the championship so hasn't worked for Hogan as we've discussed at length so far and Codger's been injured and hasn't got fully got back into the groove yet so he's brought the players around them that to be fair they are popping up with goals and we've been definitely been more clinical this season once we get either Codger or Hogan or both firing as well we probably will be a force to be reckoned with and he'll probably start to go maybe a bit more attacking when, when he's got them back to the form that he wants uh, Junks goes on to say I don't dislike the guy but a couple of months ago he stated his tar- his target for last season was to keep us up yeah we, we talked about that that was, a, that was a silly thing to say wasn't it it was heat of the moment yeah that, that is just complete nonsense and insulting fans intelligence if we don't make the playoffs then um, then next season will he say that the target for this season was to stable the ship I mean if, if we don't make the playoffs he won't be there I'd he won't say that either yeah he knows the remit is playoffs at the very least. I mean, to be honest, I thought automatics was the remit. Well, Maybe to, still is. to finish it, finish Junks' comment, the squad we have should be top two, no excuses, which means roughly two points a game on average. I just don't think that's possible with Bruce's style of football. If he does scrape up through the playoffs, then I fully expect to get relegated next season as his record for relegations from the top flight is outstanding. See, this kind of just proves my point a little bit where you said I think it's made raising a valid concern with the relegations 100% I, I, I don't disagree with any of the points technically but even if we did start playing attacking football it's still a competitive division like Junk says now it's still going to be hard to get into the top two so if we don't and but he does play attacking football if Bruce does play attacking football is Junk's opinion going to change you know if, if we're averaging like I don't know 1.7 1.8 points a game we finish fourth that doesn't seem like it's going to be enough. It seems like the bridges have already been burnt. It'll only be enough if, if we get in the playoffs. It'll only be enough if we go up. If we don't go up, people will want him out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that's kind of what I'm saying. Sometimes it's better the devil you know as well. You don't know what it would be like with someone else in charge. I would, I would fully agree with that. Uh, Jack Hurley... I think we hold on to Bruce. Only man I want to replace him is Olaf Melberg. Uh, but he needs top flight experience, which he will get next season. So Bruce, for the time being, is OK. be a dream to Melberg to become a successful manager and come and create... A dynasty, mm. a villa, that would be an ap- absolute dream. If I had to put money on it, I'd say he'll ma- probably manage Villa one day, mm. Malberg. Uh, Mark Hendy, great podcast as usual. Glad Michael Richards came up. Not sure what his current fitness situation is, but surely a guy that has won the Premiership and has 13 England caps could do a job for us in the Championship. Disagree with that. It's a different time. Yeah, everything we've seen from him looks poor. He can't stay fit. Uh, I, yeah, I worry about that. I don't think fitness is his main problem, though. He's not a bad footballer. Well, we don't know, do we? Well, he isn't a bad footballer. You don't do what you do in the he's game a if you're a bad di- footballer. He's a completely different guy to the... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I know, and that's probably because of injuries. I, I, don't think he's down, I don't think he's down to attitude. I think he's down to injuries, it, as we said last It's week. one of the same thing, isn't it, at this point? You know, if you can't stay fit, then you can't play. Uh, Christian Kessler, Tom's chants are actually class. Everyone knows party in the USA. Well, Thank you, Christian. Well, Christian, they don't, because I don't know it. Well, I mean, maybe you're the exception. Uh, I'll ask round. We'll ask round on a Saturday. Yeah. See if people have heard of it. Yeah, should we start it? We'll start a Miley Cyrus questionnaire, shall we, round, round Loftus Road. Brad Bird agrees with Mark Hendy. Think Michael Richards deserves a chance. Which I think is interesting. I think he'd get the chance if he was fit, maybe. Um, Dalian McGuffey. Uh, really hope that JT being out doesn't completely ruin our season. Um, I totally get that we look a different side and losing to Sheffield... Uh, Wednesday was the first loss in 12 so I have no idea why people are overreacting however I think that JT has a huge influence on us looking as a different side I would go with Jeddy as a replacement he knows the team more and how to organise and Samba being our fill-in centre-back really worries me regarding his fitness I think we've lost two in 12 because we lost to Wolves didn't we 
in the I, after, I think after it was our good run as two well. and twelve home games, wasn't it? It was the home home, home one in twelve. Oh, was he saying one in twelve at home? I don't think he said that, but that was the record oh, as far I can't as remember. I'm as far as I'm aware. Let's see what he's saying about Yedinak, but I do think I think Yedinak, if he plays, will be in midfield this weekend. Dean Caffrey, he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't regarding Bruce. I was critical at times last season and early on this season, but I'd always give credit where credit's due and we look a lot better this season. At times, it seems fans want us to lose to feed their Bruce out agenda. That negativity helps no one in, in, in our goal of going up. We're in the playoffs, so everyone needs to get behind the team. I think any genuine Villa fan wants us to lose. No, I think people can be a bit smug on social media afterwards when we lose. Sometimes oh, I told you Bruce was rubbish; that he's clueless. People like doing that, but I think they'd rather Villa were winning. Yeah, but in the main, we have been winning. Yeah, like I don't think there's too much to complain about. I think that's the point, though, isn't it? That as soon as as soon as we do lose, you're right. There's, there is a smugness. It's like, well, Bruce was at fault for this. Told you so. I told you so. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, you might have to do the the tweets because I don't have any Wi-Fi in here. Wow. As I'm not part of the Sky establishment anymore. <laughs> You're not? No. No. Enjoying being out? Yeah. Um, to be fair, I work here and I'm struggling with the Wi-Fi myself. <laughs> uh, that picture, I don't know. For anyone who didn't see the picture I put up of Tom earlier, it is quite spectacular. I think I look quite fashionable, apart from the chins. Dean AVFC says, I've seen him wanted on Crime Watch on the photo. Seems unfair. Yeah. Cheers, Dean. Uh I liked um, Kieran. Kieran Hand's question. Would you be happy to finish the league in the position we are now? You go first. <sighs> yes. Yeah, I think I would be as well. I wouldn't be happy, but I would take it now if I was offered it, because it would mean that we've got a chance of going up. I, I think so too, yeah. Because um, I think autos is going to be a bit too much for us. And like we've talked about before, we really don't know what we're going to be like as a defensive proposition without John Terry. This It could be a, a bit of a derailer. So, I, I mean, I, I hope it won't be, and I hope Bruce... Is is a good enough manager to be able to to manage an injury, but um, but we'll see. It's it's a massive loss. Uh, good question, Kieran. Thank you, Max Stokes. Whereabouts are you both sitting for QPR? I don't really know. I've not examined the tickets. We're relying on my dad. Remember to bring the tickets as well. Yeah, that's I mean, another issue. That would be getting a... very old, very quickly. <laughs> <That> I'm <laughs> worried about his memory. That would be a blow. <laughs> um, he needs to bring. He needs to bring those tickets. I will be sending him a lot of reminders. Good. Mum's usually in charge of that kind of thing. Actually, to be fair to him, in his life, he's not been very good at looking after things <laughs> and organisation. But one thing he's always got right is Villa. Yeah. He's always on top of things where Villa are concerned. Good normally. stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we'll let Max Stokes know where we're, we're sitting. I'm not sure yep. at this current time, just that it's in the upper tier. And I've probably got a big ballard in front of me. Uh, Aston Radford. Will Yednak's successful international stint over the past week come at a cost for AVFC when he's... When he's needed at a time of huge need. I think Aston needs to review his use of the English language, but I get what he's asking. Yeah, it's a long way to go, isn't it, to, for for an international player. I mean, he's captain, um, and he bangs in the hat-trick, so, you know, good for good for Australia. I mean, to be fair, I was a bit against him going because he's not played many games, but then on the flip side, we talk about commitment to your country and whatnot. He can't be faulted for that. He's putting his country first, which is yeah. what, as international fans, is what you want to see. But as a club fan, we've probably no allegiance to Australia. You want to see, you want to see him put the club first. But yeah. he's come away unscathed, as far as we know. It's just it is a big ask for him to come in and play on a Saturday when he's probably only getting back tomorrow, yeah. Friday. Yeah. Uh, Couple more. Yeah, do a few more. Callum Mace will do yours next week. He says, with the fixtures coming thick and fast through the Christmas period until New Year, how many points do we need to get to stay top four-ish? He reckons 22 out of 30. 
I'd say at least 20 off the top of my head, but we'll review that. Yeah. I'll get some notes. At a later day. Thanks, Tom. Your notes, always pleasing. Uh, Villa mad. Is Grealish going in January as reported in the press? I would not have thought so. No. I'd be shocked and upset if we sold Jack Grealish. I think that's just lazy paper talk. And as we saw with the Keenan Davis, there was a lot of talk in the papers about him not signing. And he's ended up signing. I think Keith Wyness has been very vocal about fake news Mm. in the media. And I think I tend to agree. With what Big Keith's saying. It's great to see the Keenan Davis signings signed <laughs> because it, it does prove what, what Wyness was saying and it, it just kind of reinforces the, the trust you have in that club. And, and sometimes these things escalate and they go on and they become a bit of a saga. It's good that we've got that signing done and dusted before January even starts. Yeah, David Hunt's asked about what changes do we make. So we'll discuss that in the preview. So David, if you tune into the preview, yep. you'll be able to see what we think of that flip-flop Sky Sports Championship predictor has us finishing 15th thoughts I think that's madness I'd love to know how that that predictor works if someone can give me more information on that I don't see us finishing 15th I mean generally between 7th and 15th is is pretty tight isn't it last year there was only like 5 or 6 points between them so I guess it's all automated and they've they've just gone with it but that, that seems that seems wildly off to me yeah Simon Summers results following the last international breaks have not been good for us do we rest more players and use the squad better on Saturday or are we forced to use key players due to our position I mean to be fair Chester and Taylor for example have played in friendlies meaningless friendlies so I don't imagine they exerted themselves as much as they would have done normally Whelan didn't play not too many of our players other than Yedinak I don't think Kodja even went away so for the first time we shouldn't have had too many play Play a lot of games, well, so we Kodja should be shouldn't okay. have gone away, should he? Because he's still nursing an ankle. Injury. No, no, no. It'll be interesting to see whether he's back yeah. on Saturday. Hopefully, hopefully he is. But I think in the previous international breaks, our players have played more football than they have done. So hopefully, than they have done this time. So hopefully, that bodes well for us. Yeah. Um, just to finish off, unless there's anything else you want to get into, no. Uh, we had a couple more iTunes reviews, so thank you to the guys that are doing that. That's really helpful. We appreciate it. We're we're pushing for a hundred, aren't we? Getting pretty close. Yeah, not far off. So if you want to leave us a a cheeky little review yep. after this podcast on iTunes. Maybe Please, not after this do one. That. Yeah, actually, it has not been. <laughs> it, I always think this, but it has not been the best podcast no. at all today. Probably best that we shoot after that revelation. Yeah. So we'll let you know how we get on in the fiver side. Maybe one day soon we'll be playing against each other. Thank you very much for all the support you give the channel. The videos will start ramping up again now the international break is over. I think we've just hit 9,000 subscribers as well on the Villa View, which yeah. is another amazing milestone and something, personally, when I first got involved, I didn't think would ever happen. Hopefully we'll see some of you at Loftus Road on Saturday. Don't be shy. Come and say hello if you want to come and talk to us. If you want to know a pie recommendation from Tom at the game, I'm oh, sure yeah, he'll be able to... Stat. Don't worry about that Forget for now. That. If you want to know what pie to get at Loftus Road, Tom will be on hand to advise. Expensive. Stick with the channel. Stick with the villa. Whoop, up the villa. <laughs> up the villa. Cheers, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favourite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.